Welcome to the Souls and Stardust podcast. I'm Mio. And I'm Shannon. We're two soul sisters navigating through our human experience on a journey towards healing. Join us for a candid and fun discussion on all things spiritual, soulful, intuitive, and magical. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Super excited to have you here. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about the less than fun side of our spiritual journey called shadow work and how to what it is how to move through it how to acknowledge it how to transform it and um, how to integrate it into your human experience shannon would you like to kick us off (laughs) yes so just as a caveat this is a very introductory discussion of what shadow work is um it is definitely something that I encounter in my work as a healer every single day because a lot of what blocks our energy flow in a healthy, vibrant way is the fact that we have what are called shadows or um, triggers, emotional blockages, mental blockages, uh, those types of things that prevent us from expanding fully into who we are in each moment. And um, a lot of people refer to these as like triggers, right? But in a broad, more broad sense, uh, we refer to them in, at the, in, in the energy community as shadows. And then doing shadow work is digging very deeply into those shadows, into those triggers, into those traumas and those energy blockages to understand them and to release them so that you can heal and grow through that process. Um, And as Mio said, it is less than fun. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually really shit work to do. (laughs) It's like the equivalent of pulling out a tooth that needs to come out. Mm-hmm. You need yeah. the relief, you need the healing, you need to move on. You know, it's like soldering something just you're like, yeah. Ow! But, or, oh, okay. <laughs> and so I never sugarcoat it when I am talking to clients about this, but I will tell them like if they dig in and do the work that the relief they find or the clarity or the catharsis that they find on the other side of it is so worth it because ultimately you and I were discussing how um, these shadows or these triggers, they are like an indicator light for what is going on at a deeper level. It's something that keeps tripping you up. It's something that repeatedly comes up and you are um, repulsed by it or repelled by it, or it, you know, really pisses you off. Right. So it triggers, triggers you. It just becomes a focus. Like you just, you know, it as soon as you, respond without thinking Mm -hmm. it's like that's how you know like if your instant response is a certain way that is a notification that like you've developed your fight flight freeze or whatever response to this trigger or this notification this indicator yeah it's a signal from your energy field telling you oh there's something going on here and um and these can these can span like a whole spectrum of Mm-hmm. many things right so a lot of people immediately go to like trauma as um things that they have to work on in their shadow but it could be like issues with money or um 
some kind of like fear that you have around taking risks or, you know, putting yourself speaking out there. up. Yes. Yeah, speaking your truth or putting your, <laughs> speaking yourself- up, speaking your truth, standing up for yourself, yeah. um, demanding yep. justice for something that is whatever, right. It's that part of you that takes up real estate in your mind and your energy (laughs) rent free and it's actually if you're not actively working on it or healing it it's literally just there as a part of you just like a kidney stone just (laughs) well that might be a bad example but (laughs) well and it keeps and it's it stays there like it's not going to dissipate until it's like you literally yeah you're bringing it around with you you're Mm -hmm. bringing it and dragging it around with you Mm -hmm. until you you deal with it Yeah. And it will keep resurfacing. Like um, a lot of people always tend to ask me like, why is it that I, no matter what relationship I get into, it's always the same type of person. And I'm like, well, you're the common denominator, right? So what is it in you that is wanting to teach you a lesson about, you know, this type of person? Is it because you you don't believe you deserve something better or is it about you have standing in your power and your sovereignty and giving your power away and so so i tend to tell people like if you have something that's repeatedly coming up it's a wound that you carry with you that is in need of attention yeah. and it's begging you to address it so that you can heal and grow and expand beyond that so shadow work then yep. is is really the work of dealing with your triggers head on, dealing with your blockages, your fears, your anxieties, your distorted, unhealed energies, dealing yep. with dealing with those head on. And it's a humbling as fuck experience. So let me tell you, like you dig into this, it's like, shit, you're really faced by what it is you're holding within you. And you have to say, okay, I'm ready to look at this. Like, I didn't realize I was actually (laughs) holding on to all of that. Yeah. And like you, you have no idea until Mm -hmm. fucking shit hits the fan and you're just like, (laughs) yes. And and, where did that come from? Oh, it's been there this whole time. Dormant. It's been lying dormant. (laughs) Well, it's been lying subconsciously, right? Like under the radar, but it causes us to react a certain way or to be a certain way, like in relationship or in response to things, just like what you were saying. And the reason why it's humbling to stop and look at it is because you realize based on what these triggers are, these wounds are, you may actually have some pretty like unhealthy behaviors that you contribute to any situation or relationship. And by looking at these closely and doing the work that you need to do to heal them and release it, then you also become a more whole, uh, vibrant, healed version of yourself that then comes into situations and relationships in a much higher Mm. vibration, a much healthier way because you're releasing those wounds, right? You're not going to be projecting, right. you're not projecting them onto anyone anymore. You're, you're actually doing your work. So I advocate to people like, you know, I ask them when they're on my healing table and I usually tell them before I start, like, okay, I'm going to know some things about you that I shouldn't know because your energy is going to tell me. And some of it's not going to be really awesome to hear because there's some work that you got to do. And, but I promise you, if you dig in and you do it, 
you're going to feel so much better. And there's going to be a lot that opens up for you and uh, for uh, more positive growth and experiences for you. So this is really just dealing with your shit. Sounds fun. <laughs> dealing me with your shit. But the positive thing is, is it really, I mean, this is part of why we come here, right? We, yeah. just like you, Mio, you're looking at people's astro charts and you're seeing like, you know, where their Chiron is and, and what's going on with what they are trying to deal with karmically and where they're trying to go destiny wise. And like, what are the lessons that they came in to learn? And, and a lot of that has to do, especially Chiron, the wounded healer is shows people in their chart, like, oh yeah, you're going to be healing a lot that has to do with the way you relate in intimate relationships and how you share love or how you parent children or how you stand in your power or all of that stuff. Right. Like that, like our triggers, then, our wounds, our shadows. And then it's in crazy because you'll look at someone else's chart and their Chiron is in Taurus in their second house about money and finances and their life lessons. They're fine with relationships. They got that nailed down, but then they're struggling with that. Right. Or whatever. Right. Security. It's, it's, yep. Yeah. Yep. Safety, whatever it is. Right. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So fascinating. It's, and you guys, my Chiron is, well, Mia knows it better than I do, but where my Chiron is, is, um, I came to help people heal. I came to heal myself so I could help people heal. <laughs> and so I work as a healer, right? So that's always interesting, but Chiron um, in your 11th. <laughs> yeah. Healing um, the masses. Yes. Yes. Which is, you know, where I derive mo- like most of my passion from in daily life is being able to see how I can help people heal, which is why we're talking about shadow work, because I get a lot of questions about shadow work and how you do it and how can you release that energy that's there. Um, so really this helps you to learn lessons faster, to integrate them. And um, Mio has a really good point too, that she'll make probably later as well. Not everybody integrates the same way. So doing shadow work can vary uh, from person to person with what's effective, but um, this really helps you to develop emotional intelligence about yourself, compassion for others' journeys, compassion for yourself, and really catapults your spiritual journey and your growth, like through who you are and standing in um, your own sovereignty as that person who's taking on head on those triggers and that shadow work. So it can be really, really worthwhile work. Okay. So shadow work, it's the indicator lights for what's going on in your life. Like, Hey, pay attention to me. (laughs) Why do I feel so triggered in this situation? And why does it keep happening? Your your car. Yeah. Like when your car, you know, the check engine light comes on or, Hey, one of your tires is low. You're out of balance. Yep. This is an indicator light that you need air. You need, you service. need support. <laughs> you need service. Yep. You need a checkup. <laughs> you need a checkup. So our shadow work, um, our, in our triggers, um, mine personally, like I do have traumatic events that have caused, um, responses that were not there before that they, those traumatic events have, uh, burnt their way into my psyche, just seared their way through. And the reactions or triggers or indicators are result from those events. And they can happen in very small ways. Um, or for me, they can happen in very like large, dramatic, instant, 
uh, anger or pit of my stomach or anxiety or like, so I, it can, depending on the, on the spectrum, on the scale, of what it is that's triggering me. Mm-hmm. If it's something small, then I'm more aware, like, okay, maybe it's more manageable because I know I can just maybe step away or do whatever I need. But sometimes if it's like an in the moment thing and I'm dealing with another human being and I have to be very careful how I respond in turn, how they're going to respond back and vice versa, like that back and forth thing, Mm -hmm. that's a lot different than um, just going, okay, I need to breathe this through and Mm -hmm go journal about it or whatever. Yeah, like totally. when you're dealing with a human being that's face to face with you, bringing your triggers up right in front of you, how you respond in that moment is a, a huge test. It really Everything is. we practice. Yeah, It's like and- game day, right? Like you, you have to practice and then the games are on the weekends. <laughs> yes. And once you, so that's an excellent point. Um, when you can get to the point of not reacting like when when you feel like something's hitting a nerve or you're being triggered or some something activates within you and you want to react like when you're unaware is when you react right when you mm-hmm. start to when you start to become aware like consciously aware and what's happening yes <laughs> you you then start to step back a little bit and say oh i see what's happening here i still really want to react And so you're in this like phase of recognizing something's happening and knowing like, oh, there's a wound there that I probably need to address. And a lot of times we just want to like stuff it. Okay. I know that these situations trigger me, but I'm going to stuff that down and I'm just going to like pass off, pass the buck. Right. And I'll avoid those types of situations when really your energy field, your soul is asking you to address it so that it's no longer a hurdle for you or a roadblock roadblocks more likely. And then, you know, you're healing when you're in those situations, after you've done some of this work and you're consistently working on it, you know, you're healing when you're in that situation again, and you don't feel the need to react, right. You Mm -hmm. like, you, you would like, you respond very differently. And it just, it's usually the wound dissipates calmly like you don't give it the uh gas you don't you don't feed the fuel to the fire Mm -hmm. when you can control your emotions and you can control yourself um even i'll just use this as a very deep example facing my wounds of of being shot as a child being shot at 12 being involved in police raids where they barge in the door right when you're just about to have a normal dinner and a normal evening uh people come blasting through your door with guns pointed at you these types of things that get etched into your memory now uh gave me fear of authority fear of police Mm -hmm. fear of government fear of guns fear Mm -hmm. of violence so working on those triggers for 20 something years of like being okay I'm okay. But then my kids running up on me with a Nerf gun when I'm not expecting it and I don't see them coming. Mm -hmm. I realized after I responded and freaked out on them, like, Ooh, that's unhealed. Mm -hmm. That's not as, or that's not as healed as I thought it was Mm -hmm. because as a parent playing with their child, most people wouldn't react the way that I did when their kids are just trying to play Nerf guns with them. Mm -hmm. 
But instead, you would have thought I was in the middle of a war and you were coming after me. I just freaked out like, dude, you guys got to know where I come from. You got to know what I've experienced. You just can't come running up on me like that. Like I had to deal with that response because that was very harsh, but it was such a knee jerk reaction to that. So it's like, okay, that's just a little drastic and dramatic and not everybody's story, but just showing how time doesn't really matter when certain things are brought back up it triggers that your response, your nervous system. And, and that's a significant, like, that's a significant event for you though. Well, that those experiences were, they're so significant, right. And very traumatic. So this is, this is an example of something that's a deep set wound that's based in trauma. And then every experience you have after that in, in any type of like adrenaline situation is going to trigger those feelings for you. So or let's, that, it, let's, let's tackle this head on too. Let's talk about abuse. Uh, even in my situation, abuse of government and authority, they mm-hmm. tied us up. I watched them hog tie somebody. I watched the, they blindfolded us. And then afterwards, you're just like an abuser. You can't speak, nor can you speak out about the police, nor, you know what I mean? Oh, so having yeah. a lifetime of don't bother speaking out because either a, you'll be judged, you'll be harassed, they'll come after you. No one um, will believe even you. nobody will believe you. Mm-hmm. Um, those kind of mind fucks stay with you so that later on in life, like what I'm experiencing right now, because again, you know, being involved in another shooting, mm-hmm. and then just trying to get compensated for what I've had to come out with dealing with all of this again, just like a hospital bill, right? Mm-hmm. Yo, this happened on your premise. This triggered my wounds. Here's the bill. Take care of this shit. Mm-hmm. Point What's the problem? Right? So my wound is when they come back saying, no, baby, we're not going to pay for that because you didn't go through our free services. Like we told you to, even though they couldn't support you and actually handle what you needed us to do. I was going to give a little context that you were at work and you were at work. There's an incident that happened. And I don't think we've told this story yet. Yeah. I don't think we we talked about it last time. No. So I was at work and there was an incident where there was right a few feet in front of me, uh, a gentleman who was basically like, there was, there was a shooting at my work, even though it wasn't right in front of my face, the guy who did it was right in front of my face. And I watched him pick up his phone and call his mom right before he went out and grabbed his gun and shot at the guy's car, hearing the same commands of getting down and running to the back at the adrenaline and hearing the gunshots. It instantly brought me back to 12 years old running inside to the back of some house because there was a drive-by shooting Mm -hmm. and these guys decided to point a shotgun out the window and shoot us. Feeling like an innocent bystander in my life is a repeated pattern. Mm -hmm. Feeling like my dad left me. That's an innocent bystander. I didn't cause that. I didn't cause him to leave. Right. Mm -hmm. But yet I'm part of this. Like my wounds are because of other people's actions. The raids, I've been raided twice. Once when I was like 13, 14, and another time when I was like maybe 18, 19, and my boyfriend at the time stole some shit, and then I got the police running through my door again. So I have this sense of being violated over and over and over again from all these other things that aren't my direct actions. Right. But they happen to you like it. But I happen to be there. Mm -hmm. I happen to be like attached to those people. So I I understand my significance in being like 
part of these people's lives. But yeah, what am I supposed to do? Some of this shit's family. Like I was just eating dinner. How did I know that the cops were going to come busting through the door with the fucking guns and ram and be right. like seeing somebody with a broken nose and bloodied in front of me. Like nobody should see that in real life, let alone while they're 13 years old with mm-hmm. handcuffs and a blindfold over you. Thinking like, that you're safe in your own home, right? Thinking that what mm-hmm. they're doing is not even, it's not even in the law for them to do this. We ended up suing for violating our civil rights and winning. Oh. So like I won money, but at what fucking cost? Look at this shit. Mm-hmm. Look at the wounds that this shit caused. So money that- doesn't take care of that. Right. And so now like you're having it all come first full circle back yep. again. So, so full circle. Yeah. Okay. Back to the, back to the shooting. Then mm-hmm. it's like, Hey, here's my therapy bill. Take care of this shit. Because I was just trying to work like usual. I'm just trying to get back to work. I don't care. Right. Like I'm, I'm, she helped me get past my panic attacks and anxiety so I could return to work now. Pull, cool. Pay for it. Mm-hmm. Right. So then they push back. Nope. We're not going to cover this. My normal people pleasing self is like, okay, I'll just take it as a loss. Not going to talk. I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to cause any problems, but no, that's my wound. These, these wounds have come up to give me an opportunity to speak up and demand justice for myself to say, no, this isn't right. Right. Why do I always have to be an innocent bystander? No, not anymore. No. So you're actually, and I want to get back to this whole time doesn't heal time. Like people mm-hmm. say time heals all wounds thing. Cause it does not. Yeah. I want to get back to that. So yeah. we're just going to like table that for just a couple minutes, but you're seeing all of this, like this pattern. And you've actually been able to see this in your astrological chart too. Yes. So I remember <laughs> you telling me that. Um, so this is all coming back full circle so that you can actually heal the underlying issues here of of trauma this way, being able to speak up, knowing that there's value to your life and people don't just get to say, oh, we're sorry this happened to you or, oh, here's some money or, or, oh, we tried the best we could, right? So there's all these lessons for you that that are tied to your worth, your safety, your power in this situation or these various situations. And so you are now like connecting all the dots around that so that you can release the energy that's yeah. tied to that, which is really incredible. But it had, I mean, it fucking hurt though, to face it and go through it and observe it. You know what I mean? Like it's, it wasn't a pleasant experience and it's still not a pleasant experience. It's obviously the universe's way of cracking me wide open to say like, okay, you have dealt like I have healed through and dealt with so many different things mm-hmm. that it's like okay here's an old one here's, a, here's an oldie but goodie but it's actually what I thought was like oh this really 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 old wound I'm like oh but the wound is about or the the trigger is like me speaking up the trigger is yes. me is yes. me staying quiet like letting all these people do me wrong and never being the one to say anything about it or and whatever <laughs> in such an oppressive way, right? Like, so what you experienced was a taking of your power and a suppression of your voice in, in such an oppressive way. Right. So like, even if you wanted to say anything, I think legally you probably couldn't in the one case right, where there was a settlement and then, you know, just like, this is right. huge. 
So when we look at the event or the situation or the people involved, and then we look beyond it to the energy of it, then you can start to see, oh, what is the lesson here? And that's, that's what shadow work is. Right. And you, to a certain extent, your soul set up these situations for for you to be challenged in this way. Like it could have happened in a number of ways, but your soul said, I want something really drastic to happen to me so that I can be in a situation where I really learn these lessons because yeah. I need to be done with these. And so oh, I'm great. I'm genius. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, you picked some good ones and I'm not trying to trivialize like traumatic no, experiences no, no. at all because, you know, we all lot, have our, yeah, yeah, all, yeah. Yeah. And you know, people suffer and there's, there's a lot of really bad shit that happens to people. Um, and, you know, no one can really explain why. And there's, there's a lot of hurt and suffering and trauma that happens. So I try to look at those experiences with a lot of compassion, but also like the energetics behind it. Like, yeah. okay, it's not just happening to me. It's happening for me and with me. Yeah. So what am I supposed to be learning from being in this situation? And so I would say, yes, everyone does have shadows, right? And some of them are not, you know, super crazy, big, drastic. And some of them are And those people that have the really like intense stuff that they're working through in these lives are usually, you know, usually people who wanted to learn big lessons and make really grand leaps in their spiritual development in a short period of time. So yeah, or yeah. they're, or they're advanced <laughs> souls that have said, I can take on a lot and I'm going to be doing this because X, Y, Z people in my life need these lessons just as much as I do. And I, I can handle them. So I'm going to facilitate that growth with them. So there's a lot of scenarios that happen at the soul level there, but like when we're in these bodies, in these human forms, and we're going through our shit, it is our responsibility to actually pay attention to what our triggers are so that we're not projecting them onto other people and blaming other people for what our problems Mm -hmm. are. Right. And that's essentially what it is. Like you got the shit going on. You got to look at your shit so that you can clear your yeah. shit and you can heal yeah. and grow from it. So that is and what sh- I, shadow work is. I definitely think that this, this last year of my life was all about like <laughs> just all the shit coming to the surface so that it can be extracted and dealt with and mm. I can get send it Reiki. I can, I can love on myself a little bit harder this time around Mm -hmm. um, because the early wounds from childhood all the way to adulthood of the shit, you know, even just dealing with in relationships and Mm -hmm. feeling, you know, getting violated and hurt those betrayed and just that repetitive thing of feeling like I don't have control of my life. I don't have control of my life. Look at all these things that happened to me. Look at all these things that happened to me. And it's like, what I see happening now is me going, I do have control because, okay, maybe I can't control that shit, but let me control how I respond. Let me control how I react and let me control how I'm not going to let down this time. Yes. Maybe I get my money paid back for my therapy or not. I don't fucking care at this point. The, the point I care about is that I actually stood up for myself yes. and said, hey, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not out time and money. Yep. That you like, weren't, you weren't afraid to speak up. Like you, like, well, you may have been, you know, afraid, but you still had the courage <laughs> oh, yeah, I to definitely do wanted so. To puke. <laughs> yeah. You still had the courage to do so. And that's a huge step for you, right? That's huge. That's, that's yeah. showing you like I'm responding different to this now. No, I'm not going to close myself down. I'm going to fold up over this. 
and then and I told you how I did the past life reading regression, like a mini, re- a mini regression and yes. it was a lifetime about not speaking up. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so releasing that energy, which is yeah. probably, it's a discussion for another episode, know, right? <laughs> which yeah, is awesome. Because, yeah. Because these are like, obviously not singled out to just this one lifetime. Obviously these are yeah. patterns I've had in other lifetimes that I'm here to clear out and yes, absolutely. not just in the life of Mio. I'm, I'm, there's all these other pieces of me that are dealing with shit in other lives at the same time. So same time. Yep. And when we actually become aware of it and clear that energy, it makes, it helps us focus that much more energy on this one our current Mm -hmm. existence, right? The one that our reality is focused on. So yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to make that all about me, but I was just trying to like passionately give a good (laughs) one-on-one example because I don't like listening to people talk on these podcasts and they're just giving these like generic ass fluffy, here's how you deal with your shadow work. I want to hear, no, give me your story. Mm -hmm. How did, what did you go through? Because Mm -hmm. that's building rapport with somebody. So when I talk to people and I meet them in real, in real life or on the internet or whatever. And people are like, I had no idea that you have been through what you've been through because you don't carry yourself X, Y, and Z, and you don't Mm -hmm. treat people a certain way. You help Mm -hmm. people. You are actually there and you're very understanding, but then they can kind of see, Oh, this is why you're so empathetic to people. This is why you're soft. This is why you're compassionate. Cause like to feel understood and have somebody with compassion just love on you in the moments you need it most like Mm -hmm. we all need that like we we all need somebody there to just like be our maternal nature in those moments just to hold us and and let us know we're safe and we're okay and absolutely absolutely so I love that you shared your story it makes us real people to to anyone who's listening and I think yeah just just know that I will never give advice (laughs) that I either haven't personally gone through Mm. or that doesn't feel genuine. I will never give blanket advice to people. I will always bring it back to like validating what somebody's going through because it's real to them. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that's perfect. Um, fear, just, fear is real to the person or yes. pain is real to the person just because I might not think that that would hurt me because I could sit here and look at a friend who's going through a heartbreak and on one hand we're like good I'm kind of glad because we can all see that this is for the best for you but right. I'm sorry you're going through this and I know it's painful so my heart is there to comfort you but I know I know you're going to be so much better or whatever <laughs> you know Mio is actually really, really good at that kind of help. So just FYI, you guys, she helps me a lot with when I'm in my freak out moments. <laughs> Not okay. just you, like 10 other people. <laughs> I know she's like the standby for a Maybe. lot of us. So everybody does have shadows. It's whether or not you're willing to admit it and do your work, right? So um, when you finally do get to your point of ready to do your work, these shadows can look a number of different ways. And, oh, I wanted to say like how, you know, how much bullshit it is when people say time heals all wounds because it doesn't, right? Time, just time going by, if you do not look at what the pain is telling you, if you do not look at 
whatever the feeling is, whatever the trigger is, whatever's sitting in your body, if you're not, if you're turning a blind eye to it or you're stuffing it down or you're choosing not to look at it or process it, that shit sits in your body and it causes illness and disease. And it, and you can still 25 years after having, you know, a situation that made you very angry or hurt you deeply 25 years later, you can have that resurface with the same intensity of feeling and pain as the day that it happened. And that's because you have not looked at it for what it is and loved yourself through it, right? Like worked through it, asked the questions, felt the feelings, processed it from all different angles. And that takes time. And it's really fucking painful to do that. But yeah, you do that work and 25 years later, you'll think back on that and be like, oh yeah, that happened. Wow. I learned a lot from that. I'm so glad that that happened. Yeah. So I could learn, right? Like you get, you're able to move through it very differently. So I do not, I do not like it when people say, oh, time heals all wounds. Cause that it is, doesn't. Utter, oh God, it's fucking bullshit. When people say that. It doesn't <laughs> because I have, I'm, I'm telling you in vivid detail, I can have l- memories of where my financial wounds come from, mm-hmm. you know, all of, all of these like impactful moments of my life. And, um, I can like, I've done deep meditation where I've had to visit my younger self in those moments and comfort her. And I have full on wept and sobbed mm-hmm. and I'm about to cry right now. Shit. You can tune in and tap into those parts of us. And yeah. it's so vulnerable because the only thing time does is just put distance from the actual epicenter of the event. But if the, if the earthquake happened and nobody ever went back to fix the houses, like the shit's still broken. The land is broken. (laughs) The land is still fucked up. Right. Like it doesn't just fall all back into place. It's just like the way I see it is if you have a broken bone and you never. Exactly. Oh my God. We're so on the same wavelength. I was just thinking a broken bone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, honest, honest to God. And Mm -hmm. well, that's dealing with an unhealed, untreated, wound you have or, to address it yeah yeah and another thing is being able to articulate and frame your story in a way is also healing because mm-hmm. if we change our narrative of you mean like, from like this was victim to like victim correct. to okay mm-hmm. so yes this may have happened but here is how I am now taking back command of my storytelling because mm-hmm. here's what I did with that mm-hmm. and here's you know, people who don't speak up or ever say, or, you know, they, they, there are people that are walking around with wounds of abuse, sexual, mental, physical, that they have never told a soul about. And it's been 30 something years and they carry it with them and they clutch their keys a little tighter. They have anxiety when someone's too close, they can't open up to people, whatever, whatever it is, right. Because they never addressed what happened or, they've never fully like whatever mm-hmm. healing needs to happen for that yes. moment in time. Yep. The point is, is like, you can, you can have all the time in the world, but if you're not going to actually do the work, the wounds won't heal. So just like, yep. I love your analogy of the broken bone and the earthquake. And also like, if you get a deep cut, 
you got to clean that fucker out. Cause if you yeah. don't, it's going to get infected and your tissue is going to die. Right. That's exactly what happens when that stuff is stuck in your energetic field. And when you hold on to it for long enough, your physical body feels it. And a lot of times it turns into disease, some kind of autoimmune disease. It can even be um, a chronic ailment or even cancer. Right. So you want to like, there's real benefits to doing the shadow work. Not only does it help you feel lighter and release, like transforms you, yes, release the burdens. Right. And then, um, but it's like, it's physically healthier for you too. And and your energy is just more vibrant. Um, So I, just some examples, because a lot of people, um, these can be unhealed energies and, and we can talk about like distorted energies in a little bit where like, um, you had, you were talking about examples of like, uh, distorted energies, earth, of earth signs and we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. we can bring that up in just a moment moment. Cause I think that's really interesting, but from, from a Reiki healing expe- uh, perspective, um, when I'm looking at the energy field of somebody and I'm checking out the chakras and I'm looking at what's stuck in the body at these different places, it's really interesting because I'll feel the energy of what's there. Like in my own body, I'll feel the emotion of it that they're holding. And I'll, as sometimes I'll feel the actual wound or I'll see the event like, um, cross through my mind's eye, like I'm watching movie clips, right? So I'll get a sense of what happened. And then I'll ask them like, what's going on, what it looks like when I'm with a client on the healing table, it, like I'll ask certain questions. So shadow work questions in particular, and this is for anybody who is thinking about wanting to do some shadow work and dig into their wounds a bit more. Um, Cause I, I'm kind of skipping around here, but as a healer, I never tell people like, I'm going to heal you. I'm going to take right. this away. I'm going to dissolve it for you. Cause I can't, it's not mine right. to do that with. Um, I wish I could, but I can't what I do as a healer is I create a space for them to be calm and relaxed and to see with clarity from a different perspective where they get to do their deeper work, like the work Mm. they get to do. And I create that space that empowers them to do so. So through my words, I'm able to tell them what's there and I help them to see And this is never anything they don't already know about themselves. So like 99.9% of the time, aside from somebody who, you know, doesn't realize they're going to get pregnant the next month. Right. And I can see that come in and I'll tell them, Hey, you're going to have a baby. Um, like all the other times it's stuff that they already know that's there. They just, they didn't want to say it or have anybody see it. But when you're intuitive, you're at an advantage there. And I think that's really powerful too. That part too is being intuitive. I can see so many wounds. I can I, see it in their speech. I can see it in their thoughts. I, I can feel it with how they slam a door. It's I can hard. like, it's really hard. It's hard, but it's a gift, right? Because you yeah, get to, it is you, a gift. You get to see them okay, from, a space, a <laughs> from a space of compassion, right? Because, you know, you then see them yeah. as like, oh, wow, they're not just an asshole, right? We yeah, 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 yeah they're coming from a place that's deeply wounded and then that opens your heart and compassion for them. So that's, that's what it's, how it's affected me when people are on my healing table. So shadow work questions, I will ask them, you know, in the root chakra, that's everything having to do with how safe you feel. And 
do you have enough for survival and what, how solid is your foundation? Right. So it's going to be career and money and your most intimate, like closest relationships. So it's going to be your children, your parents, your spouse. Color's a root chakra. It's, it's deep red, deep red. Yeah. And so questions that I will like shadow work questions for there, that chakra, I will ask people, you need to look at very honestly, what are the things you're truly afraid of and why you need to ask yourself why, and you need to be honest. Like, what am I afraid of? And I have people like list them out. Like, what are you afraid of? And then for each thing I have them go through, and this is rhetorical when we're talking about it. So I give them homework, but I say, okay, for each one of those things, you get to ask yourself, what is that attached to? Is it attached to anything? Is this something I'm carrying for someone else? Is this something I can let go of, right? And when you ask yourself those questions, you then see like how deeply it's attached into you. If it's attached to an mm-hmm. event, a person, if you don't know, right? This, that could be past life energy that's affecting you, especially with fears, phobias, anxieties. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or it could be something you're carrying for someone else or something you witnessed as a small child and you just had no way of dealing with it, right? Yep. So, you know, root chakra, deep questions are, you know, what am I really afraid of? What, and a lot of times it's, it's like the fear of death, right? The fear of losing everything, the fear of being alone, the fear of dying, right? Not being okay. Um, And so sacral chakra is all about the feelings. That's your center of creativity and feelings. And this is a big one because the sacral chakra is, um, we hold a lot of things there in regards to desire and pleasure and um, our creativity and how we process our own feelings and how we interpret and navigate other people's feelings and whether or not we decide to um, deal with our own stuff to keep other people comfortable, right? So a lot of people end up holding in their shit because they don't wanna make other people comfortable or uncomfortable. I wonder if there's a correlation between people's chirons and what chakras that they have huge like issues with. Oh shit. We're going to The other day research. just and I'm just going to insert this real quick one cuz the other day I was on Clubhouse and while I was doing readings for everybody I was painting and everything that I was painting was red and then I did a room with my friend Ellen later and she was just doing reiki and meditation and she kept seeing red and everything was about uh root root chakra root chakra Hmm. yep and my chirons in in Taurus and Taurus is all about safety and security especially yes yes and you're talking about like you know, feeling safe, like your wound. Physical without- security. Yes. Yeah. Like, but then also financial, but like physical, just like grounded earthy mm-hmm. or earthy making up earthy. words. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> we get you. <laughs> so okay, with the feelings, then I always ask people, what are you really feeling? Like, what is it that I'm feeling? Cause people don't spend time identifying what it is they're really feeling or right. correctly labeling it. Right they just will feel the feels and like get all chaotic with it. So when we can bring ourselves back and look at, okay, what am I, what is it that I'm feeling? Well, I'm feeling guilt or I'm feeling grief or I'm feeling anger or I'm feeling whatever it is. Right. And then I ask them to look at why, like, what is that attached to? So this feeling is attached to this event. Oh, that's interesting. 
So you're discovering a trigger there. Like when you're asking these questions, you're discovering what the triggers are. And then I have them ask the question, what is this showing me about myself? What is this that, what is there that I need to see in this feeling about myself? So it's getting them to actually be reflective on what they're feeling, why, what it's attached to, and what it is they're discovering about their discomfort, right? And what the root of that is. So you can see how when you take time to do that, it's going to show you what's attached to it. So you can hopefully do the work <laughs> to, to decide like, okay, I really, I didn't know that that was there. I didn't realize I harbored that kind of feeling for this, or I didn't realize there was a pattern in this. Right. So it's all about what is this showing me about myself? What is the wound that's there that is surfacing through these feelings. So you're actively asking those questions. So those are just some examples, but, and then like solar plexus is another place that people really get hung up and that's all, that's like your warrior energy and not the do battle warrior. It's, um, it's like standing in your power and your autonomy and your sovereignty and, and really like being in your space as an authentic individual that is moving with purpose through their life. Right. So it's being okay. in your power. So there the wounds are um, shame, deep shame. Right. Shame. Okay. And the shadow side of the sacral chakra is guilt. Right. So, um, okay. um, so even our chakras have shadows, <laughs> but the solar plexus is all about, you know, who have I given my power away to and why, right? Um, right. What prevents me from taking my power back? How, what do I want, need, and deserve? And I really don't even like the word deserve because that implies lack, right? So, um, oh, right. Right. Uh, what am I worthy of? When did I decide that my worth is determined by someone else's opinion of me, right? So right. there's these deeper questions about what, do, what are my needs? What are my desires? What am I worthy of? Where, where is my self-confidence and self-respect? When did I give that away for a cost, right? It's, it's all about digging into what prevents me from stepping, oh, what, what version of me do I want to be? What prevents me from stepping into that and why, right? So when you ask yourself those questions and you're honest, you're going to say things like, I don't believe I can do it. Or I was told growing up that blah, blah, blah. And so you don't have confidence or, you know, whatever, those types of things are going to come up and you're going to identify the root of the wound. That is shadow work, right? That is digging in to, to look beyond the ugly. Like somebody laid on my table once and said, when we were done, thanks for looking at all my ugly. And I was just like, oh, it's not ugly. It's not ugly. I'm like, don't ever say that about yourself. This is like, Ew. this is what you've set up so that you can grow into the most beautiful version of you. And Look, by, by doing this work, it's going to be incredible. I, I see it like this being, whether it's photography or whether I'm painting something, if my canvas is blank, it is boring. If it is all white, it is boring. <laughs> you add depth with shadows. <laughs> you create contrast. Mm -hmm. Contrast creates depth. 
like highlights and shadows. Not everything can be a highlight. If it's photography, all the highlights are going to be blown out. If all you have are these beautiful sparkling, like you're, you're basically your time here is done. Mm-hmm. If you've perfected yourself, what the fuck else are you here for? <laughs> like, Move on. <laughs> Go to that other dimension where you don't deal with shadows anymore. Oh, like, yeah. No, honestly, you know, shadows are what, look at the mountains. Mm-hmm. Look at, if you were just looking at a flat mountain with no, no depth, no mm-hmm. creases, no rips in it, no scars, like, it's not ugly. It's not ugly. And in fact, it's the only way can we can really actually find our way to what is light right and what is growth because those like the shadow is an indicator of where we get to what is preventing us from expanding and that is ultimately what we come here to learn about ourselves so it's like i said before it is hard as fuck work to do and it doesn't feel good but when you dig into it it's so worth it because it shows you what your energy has been screaming for you to listen to so that you can actually expand. And, um, and I would say a lot of, like, I can tell with my clients, the people who actually sit down and do the, do like answer those questions, really work through those questions in a journal or whatever, just actively try to do the work because when they come to see me again and we're working, it's like, oh, that's not there anymore. Or it's much like much more fluid and just their energy changes and the conversation during the healing changes, right? You can see how they've actually been able to dislodge that like block Mm. of energy and start to chip away at it and dissolve it. And so like when you do the work, it shows in your energy field and, and then they'll even say, I feel a big difference, right? Like this type of situation doesn't bother me nearly as much anymore. And I know I still have work to do, but it's made a big difference. So it's really just about sitting with your shit and looking at it and choosing to love it because it's showing you lessons. And then you get to let it go as you integrate the lessons. So, oh, that's what we should talk about is like, how do you, um, were you going to go through the rest of the chakras or were you just giving examples for well, those I was first couple kind of giving examples? I would say like, oh, okay. an, another... so it wasn't like a list of, <laughs> yeah, okay. no, it's, um, and maybe that's something, you know, we can address at another time, but, um, I would say another big place is the heart chakra where we, um, where we choose to love other people, but we also choose not to accept love the way that we give it. Like what, what makes us what, where have we convinced ourselves that we don't deserve to have the love that we actually give out to other people? So um, that's about self-love and compassion and forgiveness. And uh, what are the ways that I can love myself more? What prevents me from loving myself or having compassion for myself? And there's a lot there. Like when you answer that, honestly, people will say, I don't believe I deserve it. Right. Or I've never felt worthy of it Mm. or yeah. Right. It's like, I mean, it breaks, just cracks you open as a healer when you encounter this and, um, and you just want to love the shit out of people when they're on the table and they're so vulnerable this way, but this is why they're there. Right. So, so they can do that work and really transform as a, a result of that. But, um, yeah. So I usually have people like, I usually suggest if you could sit down with pen and paper and work through these, 
do it because there's something really magical that happens when you're writing out your answers to these questions. Like you're forcing yourself to see it in black and white or whatever color ink that you're using and you can't avoid it then. Like you have to look at it. You have to sit with it. You have to acknowledge it. And then you have to love it, right? You can hate it for a little while, but then you eventually love it, right? Because it's showing you how to grow. But you were mentioning how you notice in people's charts that um, different uh, personality types will need to integrate and process differently. And I really love yeah. that. And I, it goes along also with like the human design charts as well, because that's literally how your human processes. So for some of us that might have um, heavy earth sign stuff or versus, you know, if someone's got heavy Aries energy or, or that fire energy, like some people need to physically exert themselves to feel like they're healing because they they have physical like energy that they're burning off or whatever um so like, they'll come and get their clarity while they're exercising or running yeah, or going performing. for a run while you're like chugging through this in your brain or going yeah. to the gym and hitting a sandbag while you're like if feeling you your have feels. heavy <laughs> gemini libra um anything with like those heavy mercury placements you're going to want to talk about it you're going to need to talk it out. <laughs> Ace um, in point, that would be me, 1,000 million percent. <laughs> I have a lot of earth and fire. So I like, and with my earth energy, it's all Taurus, which is ruled by Venus, which mm -hmm. is art. So I like to create art. Mm -hmm. Art is very therapeutic for me, but then I also like to talk, uh, like put it all out there. Mm -hmm. Just of now, <laughs> obviously this, this is recent, <laughs> yeah. but feeling the need to not hold on to things and to not let them take up space. Mm -hmm. And then there's some people who um, need to journal and reflect and go super duper deep with themselves one-on-one. -on -one. And this is not obviously not all one thing or another, but it's just like, we gravitate towards different healing modalities yes. with ourselves. Yeah. I would say water placements like to go like super deep and into they'll be the journalers and they'll be doing music. Yep. Pisces need music. <laughs> yeah. Pisces will definitely need to. Uh, I always make my daughter go take a shower. Yeah. Like I'm always like, go, go ground yourself, go take a shower. Mm -hmm. um, so between music and, and water for her, like that's very grounding. Yeah. Um, she'll get it's your shower moments your your moments of clarity or float tank laying there whatever you oh, know yeah. I know Aries Aries and fire signs can't fucking sit there in a float tank because they're like fuck this like lay here this long with my thoughts what the fuck are you talking about like I know I gotta move I gotta exert yep they gotta, gotta, move. They gotta do, do something I gotta go do something. move past it really fast mm -hmm. I I agree with you like whatever whatever you do whatever you need to do in order to like to process and to move that energy as long as you're actively engaging it it could be poetry journaling art you know painting drawing music whatever moving your body working Baking, out whatever yes anything angry like that cleaning. <laughs> angry cleaning that's a virgo <laughs> energy right there <laughs> Virgo's over there oh, angry, like, cleaning everything that's already clean. <laughs> Making spreadsheets. I'm gonna go make spreadsheets. I always like associate spreadsheets with Virgos for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> because it's true. It's true. <laughs> I love it. No offense to any Virgos. 
No, they take pride in that. I want to see spreadsheets. <laughs> anyway, oh my god, they're gonna make spreadsheets of all their feelings. As they, they're gonna, they probably have pros and cons. Them. They probably do lists. <laughs> oh my god, oh my gosh, we're gonna have like hate mail from Virgos. Maybe I don't know. Anyway, I'd be like, that's very observant of you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, did you want to talk about distorted energies for a few minutes? Yeah. So, just briefly, like when I am talking to people and kind of digging up their charts, unhealed or distorted versions of energies, what I've seen. So say earth sign, for example, um, heavy, like Taurus, Capricorn, Virgo, unhealed would be like holding things past too long after they're expired, staying, being the last one at the party to leave, (laughs) being there the longest, the latest, and just everything's in overconsumption. Yes. Okay. So that's mm-hmm. unhealed earth energy is like that type of overconsumption. Um, I would say an unhealed water energy would be like not having control or mastering of their emotions. Oh, yes. Um, yep. Letting their emotions and not just being emotional, but like not having a firm hold on emotions or not being able to focus on one thing for too long. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, the water will take you right away, right? The, the current will take you wherever it's going to take you if you're not focused and holding on. Yeah. Um, fire, I, when I see like fire sign, what I see unhealed could be, they could be very hurtful with their words because it's um, the tongue can build life or death. And when it's not healed, you are tearing down and you are just speaking and it's fire and you're burning shit down. Yeah. I think of it as like aggression, right? So like overly, yeah. overly aggressive and like wanting to um, bend and control in an unhealthy way. Like in think a, of, aggressive. think of fire, like even like a nuclear bomb, Ooh, or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like Maybe. dropping bombs on people, dropping, no, napalm would, cause that's not fire. No, right? it's, a, it's that's a not chemi- an explosion. It's a chemical. Yeah, that shit would be. That, that shit would be like. That would probably be like an air sign, distorted air sign. Oh, like shit. an Aquarius shit. <laughs> yeah, like a fucked up Aquarius just being able to drop shit on people that isn't overly aggressive, but it might stay and sting longer and wound somebody in those subtle traits. Hmm. You know. Um, yeah, I feel it like- also could be gossipy. Air sign, distorted yes. air sign, could be gossipy to the point s- where it's. Yeah, gonna it's, say that it's um like the overthinker, like supremely overthinker, can be an unhealed energy of air signs, right? Un, un, yep. just distorted that way. Having and, yeah, having unhealed. Yep. And manipulative to a certain degree, right? Like, yes. Like using that, but I think that's true for all the distorted, like for the signs that manipulation can occur in different ways, like you know water signs I feel like manipulation can occur through the emotions or the feelings right and oh yes oh yes this is and then the manipulation (laughs) can occur with with fire signs with like with with action and um aggression and control like control kind of measures earth earth is very possessive possessive obsessive earth distorted earth that way yeah um fixated fixation but a healed version is fucking drive ambition 
like going after your goals. You see how the spectrum works where you're like, oh, okay. When it's like this, when it's here, like a little slider. And it's about transforming that energy. So like a distorted fire energy and what you guys were talking very general here, right? Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so distorted fire energy would, which would be like overly aggressive with words, actions, you know, uh, control when you transform that to a healed energy, it can be similar like that, that building people up. Yes. Leadership and leadership. um, Like I think of, um, like a general in like like speakers, uh, like motivational speakers. I mm -hmm. see that as being like healed, um, or, you know, even just a polished version of that that fire yes yeah that's interesting I know right it's so fat I mean we could spend a whole hour talking about that too but so if you guys are interested in like trying to get into your own shadow work this is something you can do on your own you just have to be prepared right for like yeah you know what you're digging into and and giving yourself a space to do it and then letting someone know that you're doing this work. So like, if you do come into a period that feels a little bit overwhelming, you have someone to support you through it. There are people who like make this their job, right? They guide you through your shadow work. They're healers to a certain extent. And um, I think I've, I think I've seen a number of like shadow work, you know, guides on Instagram actually. Um, But you could very simply, you know, do a search on the web for shadow work, prompts, journal prompts, right? You could do a search for what is shadow work and um, how do you do shadow work? And you'll get like, there's going to be a number of hits that suggest like you can ask yourself these questions or you could spend your time doing this. And then you go through this process. That's Those are all going to give you really great ideas and how to dig into this on your own. When you and you don't have ready. to do it all at once. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yes. Just take small digestible bites, even mm-hmm. if it's one question right now, and then meditating on that one question. Okay. Spirit, show me or to my higher self, show me more about this, reveal this to me, let me dream about it, let Mm -hmm. me, whatever your method of reception and communicating is with your higher self and getting your messages, but yeah, and it's, it's such gentle too, yes, it's a process, (laughs) and it's a beautiful fucking hard process, like I always, I always tell my clients, like when I give them, I'll give them like a write-up of, you know, what we talked about in session. And I'll include a lot of these shadow work questions. And I tell them like, you take this in small bites. Like you don't have to do this all before you come back and see me. You don't have to do any of it, but you take it in small bites because healing happens in layers and there's no hurry other than you wanting to feel better. Right. Like and, and take it in stages and and that's what it's meant to be like step by step you do it might I add that the more you change do not be surprised if other people start turning away from you mm-hmm. and dropping like flies as well only no 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 because you are no longer holding the facade of who you're pretending to be up anymore and some people cannot deal with who the real you is yeah. because they only know what you've been holding up for however many years. So once you start letting it slip and like, okay, this is what I'm healing. Like Mm -hmm. some people don't know how to deal with that. Let them go. It can make them (laughs) uncomfortable. And you're quite simply, your vibration is changing because you're healing. So you're letting go of the stuff that actually kept you at a lower vibration. And then 
at times you make other people uncomfortable. A lot of times when we're doing our healing, the people around us will also benefit from that because they're inspired to heal or just energetically that dynamic occurs where your vibration helps to change their vibration. But there are times when, you know, there's a mismatch and, and that won't work yeah. anymore. And so you do have to be cognizant of how like your, let's talk, your I mean, if, if one of your shadow, if, if one of the shit that you're working on is people pleasing and now you're no longer jumping at the, what everybody else expects of you and wants of you because you've been catering to them your entire life, you not living for yourself. Now. <laughs> you, you set boundaries, like people mm-hmm. are going to get pissed that you are no longer their little slave. Right. Right. But that's also like, it's reaffirming to you. That's not your problem to deal with. That's theirs. Exactly. It's your (laughs) lesson. It's reaffirming to you what your lesson was like, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. This is, this is what I'm learning. Right. And you realize like what that person's role in your life was, was to catalyze this kind of growth. And so, you know, sometimes when you're doing this work, you find that the contract you have with other souls dissolves because they were, yeah primarily in your life to help you uh, catalyze this experience to learn. Integrate those last ones. (laughs) Yep. And then they like, and then it no longer like that contract is over. Right. And so the energy between you changes and maybe they dissolve from your life completely. uh, Or maybe the dynamic just completely shifts too. So, so yes, be aware that that can happen as you start to do your shadow work, everything around you changes because you're changing your inner landscape. You're doing the deep work. And so everything that you do inside of you, you're going to see reflected back at you in your like outer reality. And that's going to show you your progress, which is beautiful, which is also like why we keep getting the same lessons over and over again. It's showing you, oh shit. I'm like, yeah. I'm bringing this in so I can learn about it. Right. So it's pretty interesting how it works that way. Uh, <sighs> is there anything else that you, that was a long discussion on shadow work, but I think it was really good. So is there anything you want to add? Just that it's okay. If you don't get to the root cause immediately, mm, mm-hmm. sometimes the rabbit holes that you might go down might just be that one layer to get to the next layer to get to the next layer and eventually you're gonna you'll get to it and the way that your higher self works is like you will be magnetically drawn to the resources and the things there's not going to be a right or wrong or this or that because spirit will use whatever is in front of you to speak to you yes so don't get caught up in the human aspect of like perfection doing it right. I was just thinking, doing it right. Like I'm like reading your mind right now. (laughs) It's so funny. funny. It is very much like peeling the layers of an onion, right? So when one layer comes off then you've got the next layer and the next layer and the next layer. And so you have to have a lot of patience with yourself. And sometimes it's really like, you know, two steps forward, one step back or one step forward, two steps back. Right. So you can have that dynamic of like, I thought I was doing really well. And then I'm like back here again. That's because that that's the rabbit holes that you're talking about where spirit's going to lead you where you need to, to where you need to go in order to actually really do that wound justice. And then once you do, you know, you're healing because it doesn't affect you nearly the same way that it used to. And that's when you know you're healing. So yeah, time, patience, um, not just time, 
patience and active, like listening to yourself, asking spirit to help you and guide you through it. And then, you know, actively doing the work, right? That's the and only way we really do heal. Pay attention to your subtle changes in your body as well. Your subtle changes in emotions. It might not always be the big drastic ones that go from, oh, I was just happy to all of a sudden I'm pissed off and flying off the handle. <laughs> See what it is in your day-to-day -day life that like, bothers you a little bit that is a little bit of uh yep. abrasive to you or maybe whatever just see if you can even pinpoint the little things and figure out why those like really trigger you the way that they do yeah also check to see if it's a full moon right <laughs> oh absolutely yes you can always check with me on what the transits are too <laughs> dude oh my gosh she's like a wizard now you guys it's incredible I love seeing well that's because if you saw my ninth house you'd understand <laughs> Oh, I love it so much. I love it My so ninth much. house is literally pointing to why I'm so obsessed with all of this. I love it. I think it's amazing. And I can't wait to see how it all expands for you. It's just incredible to watch unfold. All right, you guys, that is our very introductory discussion on shadow work. And um, of course, if you ever have any questions, you can reach out to us and we can try to answer them to the best of our ability. Um, or point you in the right direction. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, we are always trying to come up with new things that are tools for you guys to learn about your own intuition, practice your own intuition, and then possibly do your own shadow work. So developing Oracle decks and those types of things. And we keep talking about a Dear Universe journal or notebook that, um, yeah, so we got to get on that. <laughs> But those are and tools then, that would definitely help you guys too. So if you are into the like birth chart astrology aspect of it too, I have a little um, PDF resource that I just threw up on my website under the birth chart section. Oh yeah. Um, That's with awesome. Some very, very surface level, basic, like here's what the houses are. Here's what the energies are. Here's some very basic symbols. This is not like an in-depth thing at all, but like a place to start. Um, Perfect. Yeah. And then hopefully soon we can get some rooms going on Clubhouse where we can talk to people about this shit live yes. and actually have interaction with people and talk mm -hmm. about like, you know, bring, bring our stuff into action. I'm so <laughs> excited. Oh, okay, you guys. Until next time, we will catch you very soon. And it's 544. <laughs> <gasps> it's 744 here. So amazing. <laughs> Okay, All right, we'll talk bye to you later. everybody. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Souls and Stardust. Connect with us on Instagram at Gratitude Maven and at Your Intuitive Friend. Until next time, stay, stay magical. magical. <laughs>